What is the secret art of business? The creative side of our brain and the business side of our brain may seem like two separate entities, but they are actually interconnected and complementary. The creative side of our brain can bring fresh and innovative ideas to the table, while the business side of our brain can turn these ideas into practical and profitable solutions. By tapping into both the creative and business side of our brains, we can find a balance between risk-taking and practicality, leading to more success and fulfillment in both our personal and professional lives. I'm Katherine Lane Klein, entrepreneur and creative person, and in this podcast, we will hear success stories from people that are doing exactly that, and hopefully giving you ideas of how you can too. Hi, everyone, and welcome to The Secret Art of Business. And today, I am very honored to have Grisham Harkless, who is the owner of Blue 16 Media. And I'm going to say founder and CEO, too, (laughs) because I'm sure you're all that. And I looked at your website, which I thought was really kind of fun. Um, But I really want you to talk about exactly what you do, because there's a lot of things on there. And I'll just give you the floor. Tell us about your company, Blue 16 Media. Absolutely, Catherine. Uh, I appreciate being on the show and I appreciate everything that you're doing. And and uh, kind of at Blue 60 Media, what we do is we kind of help people with digital marketing. So that's web design, support SEO services. But we also have a slew of media properties that help to um, help CEOs, entrepreneurs and business owners or even just individuals to succeed. And of course, that depends on, you know, what success means to you. So there's lots of different properties that kind of, you know, approach that in, in many different ways. So we have a lot of, you know, hacks and stuff like CEO hacks that help people to be more effective and efficient. Um, I have podcasts and and also blogs and and, and, and lots of content around entrepreneurship and what that means to kind of help support people. So at the heart of it, what we do is we help people to build their own media companies, as I like to say, but we also have our own media properties too that help people to be more effective and efficient. And I really like that because in some cases, people seem to kind of delegate. You know, they're like, they have these huge goals of I could do it all, but then they're like, you know what, <laughs> it might be easier to delegate this. And I want you to kind of explain this little co- community you've kind of created on your website too. So how would that, if as I'll just be the, the CEO coming to your website, what am I going to find there? Because I just saw a lot of things there. Yes, you will find a lot. So I will say the search bar is definitely your friend. So if you know something specifically <laughs> that you're looking for, don't be afraid to go through and search. And in the way that it's all integrated, it's different sites, but it all really focuses on different aspects of entrepreneurship. And I really believe that at the heart of entrepreneurship is we, of course, want to know about the financials. You want to know what your marketing strategy is, your branding. You have to make sure that you have your your P&Ls and and your equity and all these things are in place. But I think we so often forget about the person. Um, So a lot of what and how the sites and the, and the subsites are structured are around the different aspects of entrepreneurship, um, around the interests around um, entrepreneurship. So, for example, we have a site that's called Herepreneur, and that site is focused a lot more on hearing from entrepreneurs, hearing their stories, um, getting motivation. So it's like an entirely different psychology than another site, which is more of a teach a CEO site, which is more pedantic. It takes you through how to create a Facebook page or, you know, different statistics or infographics and all of those things. So at, you know, again, as a whole, you can search through each of the different aspects of the site, but each of them has their own kind of psychology, even focus. Um, Like we have a DC, Maryland, Virginia site since I'm in the DC, Maryland, Virginia area. So again, it's just really understanding that 
let's not forget about the human aspect of business and see how can we find information, hopefully connect with, you know, people that we hope to serve. I absolutely love this for a a variety of reasons, but I'm going to pick the one that's top of mind for me right now is that you are clearly a visionary creative person because you keep making things. (laughs) You keep just making and adding things. What made you, you, you have a very good business with blue 16, but what made you decide to add all these other elements to it? You know, what's so funny is I think that I wish I could say that I was, you know, had this master plan where I said, let me create this marketing company and then let me add all these other things. It actually went the opposite way where I was just truthfully interested in entrepreneurship and business. And um, I, you know, have, I I like to say tendencies, entrepreneurial tendencies before I even knew how to spell entrepreneur, even I knew what that was. I still struggle. Yes, exactly. So do I. Thank you for Grammarly. Um, So um, I, I really love the fact that I just had this journalistic mindset where I said, hey, let me just find out what entrepreneurship is. What is it like to run a business? What advice would people have for people that are thinking about starting businesses? Why'd you come up with your business name? Just all these questions that I had. And I started to take those questions and I started to compile them on the site. So they were just like roundup posts, which I basically say are like um, a compilation of different answers from different um, CEOs, entrepreneurs, and business owners. And I started to just compile more and more information. And that really is what led the basis for that even before I started the digital marketing. Then I started to say, okay, well, let's talk about this word monetization. Like how would you actually build this into a sustainable business? And that's where I started to see that um, at that time, when newspapers and um, everything in the journalism world was kind of upside down, um, people were looking at creative ways to try to figure out how to monetize. So some people were doing like social media consultation and other, people's were, other people were doing, um, you know, the traditional advertising and things along that way. But for me, I, I knew that I was kind of like a geek at heart. Um, so I always worked on websites, I always built websites. I did a lot for my mom who had an embroidery company. I had startup ventures when I was younger and things like that. And I said, you know what? Maybe some of the people that I'm interviewing might need help with their website. Um, Maybe some of the people that I'm interviewing and talking to, maybe they want to know how to increase their visibility online. So I wish I could say that I was like, hey, let me build this marketing business and let me add on this extra. But it really was the opposite way where things kind of kind of took off. No, that's really quite brilliant, actually. You kind of, you know, really focused on something that you had an interest in and it just kind of spawned this other thing to the side. And because, you know, you're talking about, you know, helping your mom and things like that, that's going to take us right to the journey of where you were as a child. So when you were younger, and obviously you're still creating and building things now, what did you do as a child that was really creative or fun or was, you know, everything you did before someone told you you had to get serious and get a job? Yeah. And it, it's so funny. Um, so I, I recently got married. So I have a stepson now and he's um, eight years old and he was going out and he, I don't know where he got the idea, but he said, hey, I want to sell potato chips. So he, he's testing out so many different things. But we took him around the neighborhood to, um, you know, to knock on doors, to actually speak and try to get his communication a lot better so that he could sell his potato chips. And it's, it's funny because it actually took me back to when I was a kid, because that's something I remember my mom complaining about about me doing. She said, hey, we would buy all these potato chips and things and you would take them to school and you would go sell them. Um, Or even like my wife now, she started to get in the hobby of um, creating um, 
um, beads, taking beads and creating, you know, necklaces and, and bracelets mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And that's something that I did as a kid. So I've always like had this like curiosity of just trying and creating different things. And I think the thing that probably stood out to me more than anything else that kind of put me on the direction, the path that I am now, is my dad was in the military. So he went to an entirely different country. Um, he went remote for an entire year, which sucked because I was like 10 years old. And that was my uh, my buddy, my partner, and you know someone I would shoot basketball and do all these things. But before we had Skype, FaceTime, um, all these tools that we can instantly connect with people, um, my dad went TDY and we would just kind of send messages through email. He w- we would get phone calls every now and then, you know, whenever he could. Um, but I started a fa- started a family newspaper. And the reason that I started that is because I couldn't get a job at the time. I was 10, but I also wanted to, to get some extra money for who knows what. And I would take all the things that were going on in our family. I would, you know, sit down in front of Microsoft Word. I'd put some clip art in. I'd put a headline like, you know, there was a squirrel that got into my grandma's house. So just all these different random stories that were happening on in our family. And we would send that along with, you know, his favorite desserts and a care package to him every single month. So... For me, that was kind of like the thing that, you know, I saw a lot of people doing the bees and doing the the the, um, the potato chips, but I didn't know a lot of people that actually did that. But it wasn't until years and years later that I felt like that was something that kind of like stuck out, stood out to me. Um, but that was definitely probably one of my, you know, biggest entrepreneurial, you know, journeys and, and dips, I guess, in that kind of made me, I guess, who I am. I absolutely love hearing stories about children that are so entrepreneurial. <laughs> it's like, I'm going to make something and then I'm going to sell it. And then I'm going to look at, look at these potato chips. I bet I can get some money for this. I mean, I, I've, run, I've talked to a couple of um, entrepreneurs that definitely started at a young age doing that. And it's just, I don't know, there's just something very charming about it. But I love it because you can see the path so clearly to kind of where you are today, where, you know, the mind is, your mind is just whirling still with all these things. And you're just kind of building this life for yourself. That's really kind of cool. <laughs> um, yeah. I will ask this, though, which I don't usually ask, well, I've not asked any of these entrepreneurial children before, is was there any time that you had uh, off time or were you always um, just so industrious? <laughs> You know, it, it's so funny because it's it's so hard to to you know understand. Like you know, I think I think I've always been like very creative or just wanting to start things. So I'm sure I definitely had off time because I was very creative. So I think I was very much so someone just like, hey, this is adventurous. This is something that I really like doing. So let me try to pursue it and see what that looks like. So I did everything from you know more in, in, when I was older in like high school, built a computer. So I did all these you know separate things. So I've always definitely been like, okay, I'm interested in this. I'm passionate. Why not try it? Sometimes it went well. Sometimes it didn't go so well. Um, But I think there's a quote and I can't remember who said it is, you know, find something you love to do. You never work a day in your life. I feel like even though I might've been always on, I was, I never felt like I was always on. Like, I think we would define it today. So uh, it probably has my perspective probably more than anything else has changed. That is perfect. And that, you know, I have not thought about that quote in a while, but that really speaks directly to what this podcast is all about. You know, it is people finding joy in the work and kind of peppering in you know, the, the fun parts of it. And then you never feel like you're working. You know, you don't get burnt out because you just want more and more and more of it. And, you know, eventually the success comes, which is kind of cool. Um, all right. Well, then I'm, now I'm kind of afraid to ask, you know, kind of what you're still doing now. <laughs> 
stay creative because you're going to probably blow my mind. But um, <laughs> you have you have this these, this company that just like this whirling mechanism of things. So what are you still doing to you know stay creative and to have fun? Yeah, I, I think it's something. It, it's funny enough. I, I think that one of the things that I've tried to be in the habit of doing is is always kind of remembering that that childhood aggression. And, you know what kind of lit him up and, and things like that. Because I think the I guess the sad thing to some degree, which is why I love everything that you're doing, is that we start to lose some of that childhood. Um, excitement and the things that kind of get us going. And, and I think that's something that I have to continue to kind of work on to, to make sure that, you know, I'm continually mining that and continue to create space for that creativity because we can get so busy with all the things, you know, that we're working on that we don't create time, you know, for that. But um, for me, I, I try to, you know, read and write a lot. That's always been like one of my big passions of, of taking time and creating space for that. Um, I actually created a, um, I called it a I, I Am Coloring book. So I have a podcast called the I Am CEO podcast and I created a, a, a coloring book called I Am Coloring. So just different things in, in a different way. But I still think that um, it's so easy to lose sight of that play, um, yes. that creativity. We talked a little bit offline about, you know, how we have to create space because that actually allows us to unlock and to look at things more creatively. Mm-hmm. And anytime I feel like I'm in a rut and I'm like, you know, I'm down or just not, you know, the highest self that I feel like I could be, I always look and ask myself and nine times out of 10, it's just because I haven't created that space because I somehow got into the next goal, the next aspiration and you're going, going, going. So I still, you know, definitely have to work at it, but I still try to find a, a lot of time. Of course, you know, my son also also helps out with that too and, and saying, hey, let's, I don't want to play. I don't want you to work. I want you to do X, Y, and Z. So that always kind of gets you out of the weeds too. That was the next question I was formulating in my head is like, now that you have this young man in your life, you know, that is, you know, there. <laughs> um, has that changed your, the way that you work at all? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think you have to be a lot more um, intentional about your time um, and intentional about like, you know, and, and I hear this, and, and one of the things I feel like I, I really try to do well is, you know, stand on the shoulders of giants, so to speak, and really yes. understand that, you know, this this life, although I have my and I try to blaze my own trail, it has been walked in some shape or fashion, you know, before. So one of the things I always hear from parents is that, you know, it goes so fast. And even just mm-hmm. from, you know, knowing him to, you know, where we are now, it's, it's gone so fast that I try to be very intentional about creating time and space for him. And I also know that, like, you have to try to teach him some of the things that I learned. I want to try to make sure that he understands that, especially as I see those entrepreneurial type of, you know, characteristics um, in him. I want to, you know, try to cultivate that as much as possible. So um, I think, yeah, absolutely. It's definitely changed me. And I think it's made me more intentional, more, you know, um, present as well. And and I think that's something that um, I, I hope and I always try to have translate into work too. Yeah, that's one of the things that I talk to people about when they they're like, you know what, I'm stuck. I don't I don't remember, you know, what I did as a kid for the most part. And sometimes I have children and I'm like, what are they doing? (laughs) Maybe you should sit with them for a minute. They're like, oh, they're just in video games or whatever. It's like, you know, one, you, you could learn how to do it because I think as we grew up, I mean, granted, I had some of the the more archaic games coming up, but man, we were addicted to those. <laughs> we were able to mm-hmm. figure them out. And it was fun <laughs> to play together, you know? And 
Also, too, you can have your child put that down and you can kind of figure out, well, what else can we do? And to kind of see the world through the eyes of a child. And it's not so burdensome. You know, it's it's really it's really pure. And it's like, man, to go back to that is a powerful thing. And I, like we were saying, that's kind of when the magic happens, too. Um, because if you are constantly working and you're constantly your head's down, it's an amazing feeling when you put your head up and you're like, hey, <laughs> look at all this going on out here that I didn't even see. Um, and it's really, really inspirational. Um, yeah. So, oh, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, like, I absolutely agree with that. It's kind of like that. And I feel like I had that, you know, especially when I started my business, business that naivete where you're like, the world is your oyster. You can literally do anything you see, like how they look at things. Like even like I have Minecraft now on my phone for the exact reason you talk about <laughs> where he was playing Minecraft. And I'm like, OK, we, yeah. we have this time that I call man hour, where it's me and him like spending time co- consistently together, you know, all the time. So I said, let, let me download Minecraft. And he's building all these like mansions and worlds. And you see the world in an entirely different way by, you know, even just sitting down and just like having conversations and, and spending time together. I love that you're saying that you have downloaded Minecraft just so you can basically have, you know, some some time to share together. <laughs> you know, it's like talking about the same thing. And actually, I have to admit that my daughter and I do the same thing. Nice. <laughs> but it's, it's fun just like just for shows and just like, you know, this is it's time to watch some things together as a family or whatever. And just kind of unplug in that. Now, since we're talking about, you know, kids and I'm going to go back to your mom for a second and. My question is, you know, what did she think of young Gresh? You know, it's so funny because I think it's, it's, you know, my parents have always been very much so like a, a big proponent. They always love you and care for you and want you to, you know, fly as much as possible. But I think one of the things about being a parent, and I'm experiencing that now, is you also don't want to see your kid kind of get hurt. You don't want to see the downside of it. So I think very much so in the very beginning, they were, I always call them my venture capitalists. So when I went to MJ Designs to try to get beads, they were the ones that were, were paying for that. Or when I needed to get things printed out, you know, it was my parents that were able to do that, you know, for the newspaper. Um, It's so funny because I think as you get older, as you said in the very beginning, you start to say, okay, well, that was childish. And I don't want to say it in a derogatory or negative way, but now it's time to start being doing these adult things. And I think that a lot of it is understanding that transition. And I think making, you know, kids more aware of, you know, not that you have to give that up, but just sometimes um, what the world's like so that you prepare them for that shock that sometimes happens. So I think for me, it was definitely like having that, um, that I think that environment that really helped me to kind of cultivate that. And then as I grew older, you start to get away from that. And, and it wasn't just parents, you know, just everybody says, you know, so where are you working? What do you do? Or when are you going to get a full time job? Or, you know, even when I started my business, you hear all these things and it really could be disheartening to some degree. But I think it was just, um, you know, I don't know if it's anything other than my hard headedness where I said, hey, you know, this is who I feel like I am. And I feel like I'm, I'm really, um, you know, believe in God and I really believe in like the direction of, you know, the things and the gifts and the talents that he's put into us that I felt like it wasn't just something that I wanted to do. It was something that I had to do and something that I needed to do. So it wasn't wasn't a, should I do it? I have to do it. And I think that 
when you know you start to step into that and you start to communicate that, I think even those that are a little bit more kind of and you know as you get older, you realize it's not they're naysayers. They just don't want you to. They don't want to see you get hurt. They know it's hard. They know it's challenging. But it, I think if you understand that it's your calling and you can run and, and you can fly and do all those things, then I think they start to to realize that um, that's exactly what they ultimately wanted, anyways. Cool. Cool. So what's next for uh, Blue 16? Yeah, so um, I have completed um, 1,600 podcasts at the beginning of this year. So I had a daily podcast and include a lot of different um, nuggets and information. One of the questions I asked was around um, CEO hacks for everybody that's on the show. So what I've been working on most recently is starting to compile that information, aggregate that information to get a lot of trends and information around like what makes people successful, um, what are their hacks and things that you know they can really lean on that they feel like make a huge difference in their business. And these can be books, these could be different tools, um, apps, software, whatever that is. So I'm working on creating a, a premium newsletter around that for people that are interested in not just hearing about it, but also understanding exactly how to leverage it. Because um, I, I think one of the biggest things that I've learned and I've heard consistently Consistently is that, you know, no matter how much you try to fight it, you, you don't have more than 24 hours in the day, but you can leverage it in a way that makes you more effective and efficient. So that's ultimately what I what I hope to do and share with people. Very cool. Very cool. Well, I definitely am recommending people to check out your website. I think there's a lot of information there and you can, there's something for everyone, which is really great, especially if you're a COO or entrepreneur or things like that. And all the information will be in the notes to this podcast so they can click on that and find you quite easily. But I want to thank you so much for your time today. This has been really, really great. Uh, My soul is always filled when I hear from other people that are entrepreneurial and just crazy thinkers like I am. Uh, it's like you find your people, which is <laughs> which is always fun. So thank you so much. Catherine, thank you. Thank you for listening to the podcast. The Secret Art of Business is supported by Portfolio Creative. Portfolio Creative is a recruiting and staffing company specializing in finding marketing talent. Go to PortfolioCreative.com to get started in finding your next marketing person or your next job. We are experts. We are creative. We are good humans. Please subscribe or follow this podcast to get the latest episodes. And let me know if there's someone you think of that would be a great guest on the show. Here we can build a community that believes creativity and drive can work together.